0: All right, so let's just go ahead and close our eyes. Just bring your body into a relaxed, comfortable position, just allowing the light of spirit to fill you, to surround you, to bring peace and tranquility so all that is within, from the physical, through the astral, the causal, the mental and the etheric come into alignment and peace with the movement of loving, allowing the light of your soul now to come forward and to shine through all the levels, bringing balance and harmony and healing, allowing your own inner light to just flow through you as a river of loving But just now, within yourself, begin now to see this river of loving as you focus into the spiritualized center, the seat of the soul. And just see this light streaming down from above, moving through all parts of your body and your consciousness. Just a gentle, peaceful stream of loving and sound And just allow this light to continue flowing on out beyond your body and into the world, to all those situations and relationships and circumstances that the light of your soul may permeate into all aspects of your life, bringing alignment, harmony, cooperation and acknowledgement of the movement of this loving of the light of your soul. So do you see this light now, going out and touching all those different parts of your life in this physical world, knowing that this is an extension of your loving. And as this light touches to all these different situations in your life, to see the peace and the loving being extended and bringing that inner balance to all that is part of your expression. This is the living prayer, the light of your soul, fulfilling all requests, all needs, all wants, so allow this light of your soul, as it touches all these situations, to answer those prayers, that the blessings of loving may fulfill and complete all those things you've come in to experience for your learning and growth. So now, to see your awareness returning upon this stream of light back towards the seat of the soul once again, allowing this river of loving to continue flowing in you and through you and out into all aspects of your life, holding your awareness that you live from the seat of the soul that you live, this loving that you are. And so now as you continue to gather your attention, the spiritual eye center, just allow that light of your soul to begin to grow and to expand, allowing your awareness to expand with the movement of this light. And as you continue now, this process of expansion and letting the light of your soul shine, just now within this space, create an invitation, calling and asking that God's loving presence fill and merge into this oneness with your own soul. So just now within yourself, as I do this out loud, Allow that light of God to enter in and to begin to merge and bring a greater light into this process of expansion. And so, Lord God, as we now focus on the light of our souls, we do ask that the light of your loving now come forward and extending your grace, your peace, your joy, and your fulfillment that as we look to you and invite your divine presence within, that it fulfills us and lifts us into that greater awareness, into that oneness, into that abundance, into that creation of the light of God that we truly are. And Lord, we do ask and are open to receive of all your guidance and your blessings, as we now walk this inner path of awakening, as we call out your name, as we sing the Song of Loving. So now, just within yourself, allow that Song of Love, the hue, to come forward within your inner consciousness continuing this process of expansion and merging into that oneness of God's loving. So now, just take in a deep breath, and on the exhale, we'll go ahead and chant the hue outwardly.
1: Anahiu.
0: just allowing the sound to lift you, to bring you to that greater oneness, continuing the chanting of the Anahu or the Holy Names within, holding your attention on that inner sound and that inner light, following that river of loving as it takes you upon this inner journey into the realm of the Spirit allowing yourself to experience that greater light of God in the awakening of your own soul. So just now, continuing that inner journey, holding that inner focus, allowing yourself to open, to receive, to expand, and to be lifted. And so now, once again, see your inner light, allowing that light of God to merge with your own inner light, where the two become one. So just allow this merging in this oneness to bring the greater expansion and the knowing the divine and your connection with God within. So just now see this inner light. Know that this is who you are. And be aware of this divine presence. Simply allowing, simply trusting and surrendering the movement of that loving that you are. Allowing your inner senses to be awake and alive. Allowing yourself to see, to hear, to feel and to know this inner truth of this divine presence. just allow that inner light to grow, allowing that river of loving to become wider and wider, that it may flow in you and through you in ever greater ways. And all we have to do is simply open and receive, allowing God's loving to move in us, to fill us, and to move through us bringing God's blessings, bringing that peace and that joy that we are truly after. So now just live in this awakened state, bringing yourself present on all levels, physically, imaginatively, emotionally, mentally, unconsciously, Solically and spiritually. So come present here and now, allowing the fullness to awaken in your awareness as you now open your physical eyes, maintaining that inner awareness of that inner flow of loving. so relaxed in the back they're not even moving <laughs>
1: <laughs> so i'm going to go ahead and read something from the awakened soul by gibran kind of bring us all present more thoughts have a higher dwelling place than the visible world and its skies are not clouded by sensuality Imagination finds a road to the realms of the gods and there man can glimpse that which is to be after the soul's liberation from the world of substance. I like that. So we'll let Anne and Doug kind of get situated here. And welcome, everybody. First day of summer. I just learned a couple of, of, uh, about an hour ago, that it was the first day of summer. I hadn't even thought about it. Oh, that's right. At least it wasn't the hottest day of the year. (laughs) Yeah, so far. Actually, it was much better today. So. I don't have a lot of announcements to make, so we'll just go ahead and begin the, uh, the evening sharing and go from there. Um, no, I'm not going to go there. <laughs> it's so funny, my mind's getting in the way, and spirit's going, get out of the way. <laughs> I'm thinking too many thoughts. I've got to let go of that. Where we going? Oh, you don't want to know. (laughs) It's not his area. Yeah. One thing I'm becoming more aware of as I sit in meditation and also I share about meditation with others is the simplicity of meditation. The true practice of meditation And this practice of sound and light is truly a simple practice. And yet, it seems so challenging at times for people because of its simplicity. Part of the challenge of that I have found for myself over the years is that the mind is always looking for something to hold on to, to focus on, to take charge of, to run with. And this practice doesn't really have a lot for the mind to hold on to or to go into or to dominate or control. Instead it's a practice of rising above the mind and all of its uh, elements and creations and entering into something that is truly mindless which is the realm of soul and spirit. Those realms are truly mindless. There is no element of the physical creation or of the mind in those realms. And so, as we enter into this practice of meditation, it truly is a simple practice, and yet at the same time, there is a challenge in the simplicity, and that is ever letting go of the mind, ever rising above the mind, and waking up into that which is mindless, which is beyond the mind, which is the soul. And as I've looked at this over the last few days, and again this evening as we were meditating, I realized how much we do really focus our awareness and and we live in that awareness of the physical creation through the mind, through the sensual nature, through the physical body. And we have identified ourselves so much with those elements of self that when we begin to go into our meditation, those elements of self, the physical, the emotional, the imaginational, the mind, and all of that, that sensual nature, the emotional nature, it all wants to play a part. It all wants to join in with the practice and somehow be a part of it, be in charge of it, get something out of it. And it is ever calling us to pay attention to those components of self that really are not who we are. But because we have identified ourselves so much through these elements, the physical, the imagination, the emotions, the mind, and even the unconscious, we oftentimes find ourselves, when we sit in meditation, begin to go into that mindless place where we begin to rise above this creation and go into the realms of spirit and soul. We begin to focus back once again into those elements of self that we're more familiar with because there we can do something. We can be something. We can manipulate something. We can control something. And I find that moving into simplicity can be challenging at times, even for me. When I sit and meditate, I hold one focus, and that is loving God. And when we share about meditation, we share one thing. And that is to close your eyes and to look up and to share your loving with God and to be in that loving place with God and to allow God to be in that loving place with you and share God's love with you. And it truly is that simple. And it is in that practice of sharing your loving, moving in that river of love, that we do wake up into the truth of who we really are but rising up to that place where we can enter into that movement of loving, into that river of loving, can sometimes be very challenging. For me, there are days where my meditations are very simple, and I truly can enter into that place of loving and move right into that flow with grace and ease. And then there are other days when I sit down and I close my eyes and I begin to meditate, and everything else is present than loving. Loving is the last thing that is present, at least it seems that way, because my mind is caught up on something, my emotions are running off in all different directions, my body is going through a process and it's complaining to me to take care of it instead of sitting here and doing the meditation, or whatever it might be that day, that moment. And then when that's happening, I find that focusing on loving isn't so simple, isn't so easy. Well, those are the things that I talk about when I say, what is between you and God right now? Be aware that there may be something on that path of awakening into your own soul that is blocking you, that is stopping you, that is holding your focus and not allowing you to see fully who you are in the Spirit because you're looking so close to those elements that are on the path between you and God and seeing only that which lies between you and God. Those elements of the mind, the emotions, the body. So this morning when I was meditating, I realized very quickly that there were some things on my pathway as I was going into my meditation. And as I began to to hold my focus on my meditation and chanting the name of God inside, I could feel all these other things beginning to rev up, to try to take power, to try to take charge over my meditation, to distract me, letting me know, well, you don't have time, you know, you've got this to do, you've got these things to do, you've got people coming a little later, you've got to get ready for them. And there was a moment where I opened my eyes and I thought, okay, well, I'll go take care of that right now and I'll meditate later. And I took the blanket off because often I will cover up so that if my body gets cold uh, in meditation, I can kind of keep it warmer by keeping it covered up. So I started to take the blanket off and something stopped me and said, what are you doing? And I stopped for a second and I looked and I said, yeah, what am I doing? I was going to be in loving with God right now. Why am I all of a sudden getting up? You know, it's, it was 5 o'clock in the morning. There was nothing pressing me that I had to get up and go do anything. And yet there was something inside that says, you don't have time for this. There's not time right now. We've got all these other things we've got to take care of. And that was the thing that was driving me to get up. So I kind of rested back down in the chair and I covered up again. And I closed my eyes and I looked and I could see this thing just right in front of me. This thing pushing at me to get up. Let's go do. We've got to get these things done. We're late. And I looked at it and it started pushing back at me again. What? We're not up yet? Come on, let's get up. And I just began loving it. Instead of loving God, I just began loving it, that which was pressing against me to get up pressing against me to not meditate and be in the loving with God. I just started loving it. And as I did, I began to hear a voice coming out of it going, no, 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 we don't have time for this right now. Let's get up and go do something. And as I heard that, I said, what I'm doing right now is something, and it's loving you. I'm loving you. I'm loving you. And as I did, I began to become aware of something very, very meaningful to me. I've often said that God created, and out of God came all of creation. This table, this chair, these walls, the air, everything is God in manifestation. But I'm not always present with that in any given moment. But I am aware of it if I allow myself to focus there. Well, as I was holding loving for this that was between me and God, that was trying to get me up and get me going at 5 o'clock in the morning, get busy, get busy, we've got to hurry, We're, we're pressing here, we don't have enough time today. I realized something very meaningful to me, and that was God was present in the midst of that which was pressuring me. As I was loving that which was pushing against me in my mind, I began to see God in it. I began to see the sparkle of light that is God present in that element that was between me and God. And as I began to focus on loving the God in this that was trying to get me from meditating, I began to see the energy dissipate. It began to just fracture and fall apart. And it lost its potential to stay Whole and complete. And as that energy dissipated, it began to move in the movement of loving. And as I was loving the God within that which was pressuring me to get up and not love God, all of a sudden it broke apart like a dam bursting open. And my loving merged with the loving of the God that was in that which was trying to stop me. And it just started flowing, it just started moving like a rushing river. And then the loving went forward and moved on into the realms of soul and spirit. And once again, I was moving back into that river of love. And all these years that I've meditated, I don't know that I've ever sat and really held a focus upon that which was blocking me, stopping me, distracting me from from loving God. I've often done what I could to kind of bore my way through there with loving or chant my way through it with loving or somehow get around it or over it or under it or whatever it could be so that I could just hold my attention on God and it would it would stop distracting me. But I don't know that I've ever, and if I have, I don't remember it right now, held my attention just on that which was blocking me and loved it. <clears throat> And so it was a wonderful experience this morning to witness that even that which is trying to block us, trying to stop us, there is an element in there that is God in manifestation. So I've learned that loving it all, loving everything, loving everything about myself, loving everything about my practice of meditation is a way of me moving into that river of love. And I found yet again the power of love. The power of the spoken name and the power of the unspoken name. That unspoken name that is given in initiation. I found the power of it. And that power is loving. Every time we in meditation chant the unspoken name of God, we are building the power of loving inside of ourselves. And it is that which raises us above all that is of this creation, this physical, material, psychic world, and back into our own soul, back into our own awareness of ourselves being one in God and God in one with us. And that is a wonderful place to be, to be aware that you are divine, that you are soul. And the only place that I know of that you truly can become aware of that and have the experience of it is in meditation, in a true form of meditation that is focused on loving God. There are a lot of different kinds of meditations in the world, and most of them are focused either on making the physical body more powerful, having dominance over the physical body, or having to do with the psychic. But this pathway, this meditation, has nothing to do with the physical or the psychic realities. It has everything to do with the true reality which is loving, which is God. Now Jesus said it very clearly, seek first the kingdom of heaven and all else shall be given to you. And I've always found that the key word in that whole statement is seek. To seek is to do, to sit down and to do the meditation. Seek God. Seek God by going within, closing your eyes and going within, and find that pathway that leads back to the heart of God. It isn't found in the world with all of humanity going all over the planet no one has yet found God in the world in the truest sense, and found in that search and in that discovery their complete joy, their complete loving, their complete salvation. But when you go inside and you find God within, and you truly wake up into that which is God in you, and you in God, then you do have the complete loving, the joy the peace, the salvation, and all that comes with God. Years ago, when I first started sharing with people, I shared with them in very simple ways. Not so much about this practice of meditation or loving God, because at the time, people were more interested in other things. They wanted to hear about UFOs, psychic phenomena, They wanted to hear about the masters of hierarchy, about guides and angels. And so for years, I shared a great deal about just that, those things that had to do more with the material, psychic worlds. The reason being is it was a way to bring people present into something inside themselves that they were not aware of before. And it was a way to bring them conscious to the unknown, because they were living so focused into the consciousness of the material creation that we can see and feel through our senses, through the physical body, that they were not even aware of the unseen worlds beyond those senses that were in the psychic. And so my first mission was to begin to help people to begin to wake up at those levels. To wake up and to be aware that there's something beyond this physical, material world. There's something more. Something to experience. Something to be aware of within yourself, about yourself, and in this creation. And slowly over the years, I've shared more and more in depth about the path of spirit about the path of liberation. It's a gradual awakening within this planet and a gradual awakening within this community that is in light ministries. When we started sharing here in 1996 and where we are in our sharing today, it is quite different. When I started sharing in 1996 here, at this community. It was around the realm of loving God and God loving you. But in that, it also was to answer a lot of the questions that had not been answered for you up until then, about the physical reality, about the psychic reality, so that those questions could be answered. Those questions and those doubts and those fears could be handled inside of you so that you could begin to see beyond those, those levels of reality, and to begin to look for a greater reality beyond the physical and psychic. And so over the years, I've shared a great deal about angels, guardian angels, spiritual teachers, masters of hierarchy the lords of karma, about UFOs, and about so much more. We've talked about the different kinds of actions of healing and balancing of the physical, emotional, and mental nature. But that isn't our focus now. Our focus truly is soul liberation. Waking up and knowing ourselves as spiritual beings, as soul, and waking up as soul into the soul realm and focusing even higher into the realms of spirit on our journey back home to God and becoming soul liberated. And so in my sharings now, I'm not talking about the psychic realms, the physical realms, and for a good reason. Because if I enter back into those conversations, What am I doing? I'm entering back into the realm of the mind and I'm serving the mind and I'm sharing with the mind and I'm stimulating the mind inside of you. And no matter what I share about the psychic realms or anything having to do with those realms where the mind exists, the mind is always going to go, but there's more. But prove that. Well, how do you know that? or I doubt that, or I don't see it that way. The way I see it is this. That's the element of the mind, and the mind can never get enough. No matter what comes its way, it's not enough. It always wants more. So one thing that I have found as I enter into this conversation with you now on this path of liberation and on this path of initiation is that I'm not here to serve your mind or to stimulate your mind. I'm here to share with you so that you begin to look above the mind. And yes, in our question and answers we're here to share with you, to answer whatever questions the mind might have about this pathway. So that the mind itself will become more at rest with this practice. And it will allow you to sit down and to meditate and not do what it can to distract you from doing that. Even though it still doesn't understand, now why are we doing this? Why do you want to go higher? You know, I am the highest thing you can go to. Beyond me is unconsciousness. You don't want to go unconscious. You want to stay in a conscious state, so you better stay present with me. But by hearing enough times over and over and over that there is something beyond the mind, there is something beyond the unconscious, there is a realm of soul, and that is where you wake up into the knowing of who you are as divine. Hearing that enough eventually the mind calms down and says, well, prove it to me. And the only way you can prove it to the mind is to sit down and close your eyes and go inside and find out for yourself, through your own experience, is this true or not? No matter what Brian and I share with you here, no matter what, if you don't sit down and find out the truth for yourself, our words mean nothing. Our sharings are empty. It's only when you sit down and go inside and do the inner work yourself that you yourself know the truth. We can share our experience of the truth. We can share with you to inspire you, but we cannot give to you the truth. The truth is only known inside and it isn't a mental process. Truth is truth, and it is higher than the mind. So to truly go into the realms of truth is to rise above the mind itself and to experience in a different reality, a different way. The spiritual awakening has nothing to do with the sensual natures of this creation. You let go, totally, the mind and all of its elements and rise above it into something different, into something new, into something that is truly you, and that is loving. The soul is loving. And it is in that movement of loving that we begin to wake up and know ourselves as divine. Then when we come back into this consciousness of the physical nature and we enter back into the mind, we have to bring back with us as best we can those inner experiences that we've had beyond the mind and do the best we can to bring it forward in consciousness at this level so that we can begin to remember who we truly are even while we're here in the physical body to remember that we're not just this body, we're not these feelings, we're not this mind. We are something much greater than that. And as we begin to awaken into that and begin to remember who we really are, we then see that this body and all its elements are really an instrument by which the soul can have experience here. And We begin to honor this instrument in a different way. We love it in a different way. And we begin to move into places within our own consciousness and do forgiveness with those places where we've placed judgment on ourselves where we've allowed fear to stop us from moving forward we begin to work with this physical creation in a very different way because we realize who we really are is not this body but this body truly is an instrument by which we can have experience here just as we can have experience in the realms of soul and spirit in our true nature, which is the soul. A few days ago, I was in meditation, and somebody came up to me in meditation when I was traveling and said, so how old are you? And I stopped for one moment, and I heard myself say, well, my body's 56 years old. And I I remember kind of like, oh, my God, that's a good answer. (laughs) It's true. My body is 56 years old, but I'm timeless. I am loving. I am spirit-moving in God's creation. And I'm above the realms of time and space. So, yes, my body, this instrument, is 56 years old, but I'm not. I'm timeless. I'm in the moment right now. And that was a great awakening to realize that. And I realized in that moment when I said that, where I was speaking from. I was speaking from the truth of who I truly am in God. That divine, living, loving essence. That I am in God. That's where I was speaking it from. And I was saying, oh, well, my body's 56 years old. this body down here but not me I'm not 56 and if we can begin to truly have the experience and the knowing of that and realize that we begin to live life differently I remember being with a person and she was 93 years old and somebody asked her do you feel like you're 93 And she said, Well, my body feels like I'm 93, but I'm not 93 years old. She says, In my mind, I'm still 44. And I feel 44 until I start feeling the way my body feels. But I still want to do the things I did when I was 44. I want to go dancing, I want to go sing at the choir. I want to do all these things I was doing when I was 44. And there's a part of me that believes I can still do it. But then when I get up and start going to do it, my body says, no, you can't do that. And she said, I know there's something inside of me that's not 93. I just wish I could get my body to believe it. And that's really a very profound statement. I also knew somebody who was 89, and they were moving and we were helping him pack up, and one thing he wanted to take with him was his golf clubs. And I looked at him and I said, are you sure you want to take your golf clubs? Do you want to just leave them here or get rid of them? And he says, no, you never know. I might want to play golf someday. And I thought, that's a great outlook to be looking forward in a positive attitude that, yeah, right now maybe I'm not healthy enough, I'm not feeling good enough to go out and play a round of golf, but who knows? You know, next week, next year, I might just decide to go play a game of golf and I may be healthy enough again to do that. So I've watched people over the years and I've I've watched people's attitude and I've watched my own. And I realize that attitude is a key factor in how we live our daily lives and in how we do our meditation. Attitude is everything, I think, as far as how we fulfill, succeed, complete our lives. And I find that when I wake up in the morning, the very first thing I look at inside of myself is, Where am I right now in my attitude? And if I do not stay present in that moment and pay attention to where my attitude is, I'll find that I'll get caught up in something that might be stirring inside of me, emotionally, mentally, or physically. And that will become my attitude of the day. All of a sudden... I have a body pain, or I have an emotional stirring, a disturbance that I didn't take care of yesterday, or my mind is going back into thinking about some things that it hasn't completed its thoughts on. And I get caught up in that, and that becomes the attitude of the day if I'm not careful. And all of a sudden, I feel less energetic. I feel tired. I feel focused on a pain in my body or I'm caught up emotionally in something and I can feel the turmoil of it or my mind starts racing and I start feeling the pressure like I'm going to get a headache and that becomes the attitude of the day unless I pay attention and begin to redirect my attitude. And focus it on loving. Focus it on God. Focus it on the fact that I am moving into a new day, a new opportunity, a new experience. And it's about now, what's going on right now. And taking charge of whatever that is by being the authority over all of this creation. And that's found in the soul. And since the soul is loving, it is the divine, living, loving essence of the Lord, I move into the loving. And I love whatever's present that is trying to distract me and create a different attitude for the day. I love the pain. I love the disturbance, whatever it might be. I love the mental rambling. I love it. And the loving goes into it and brings it to a quiet and brings it into a greater movement of the loving. It may not do it totally, but it will at least bring it up to a higher frequency within myself so that my day begins refreshed and renewed in that moment. And then it's for me every moment that I can to keep choosing into an attitude that serves me, that keeps me moving forward into a greater place of fulfillment and joy and peace and loving. That's one reason why the very first thing I do is get up and meditate to continue working that attitude of loving, to bring that attitude of loving more present and alive in everything I'm doing in the moment.